And I just wish I knew this um, early on. It would have been so much easier because I'm a, I'm a, I don't know, I'm an analytical person. I, you, you put things in perspective or in table form or in a diagram for me and suddenly the whole world makes sense to me. If you told me <laughs> when I was 17 that your romantic relationships success are going to depend on two things and that's compatibility and chemistry. And you just gave me the quick explanations like we did now on what that actually means. Oh, wow. I think I would have been married when I was 18. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. What's up everyone? Welcome back to the Real Life Tips podcast. My name is Mono. You're joined by Leon. Welcome back everyone. Episode 11. I'm so stoked to see you guys all here. What are we going to talk about tonight, Manu? Hells yeah, Leon. So I came across uh, a guy that you actually introduced me to a couple of years ago when we first met. You had a chat with me the one day. I can't remember. It was at work and we were standing outside having a chat about the book that you're currently reading. And it was a book by Mark Manson. And look, I'm no reader. I, well, now I am. But back in the day, I <laughs> hated reading. I hated picking up a book. Uh, you still asked me, I remember, because uh, you were my manager at the time. So in the interview, you still asked me, Mono, what sort, what sort of books do you read? And I had absolutely no answers for you because I don't. I never used to read books. But then when you started chatting about this book by Mark Manson, it was such an interesting topic and the way that he puts his ideas together and it just caught me instantly and I had to go out and buy the book and I picked up a book and I was like, okay, well, books aren't as intimidating as I've always made them out to be. I mean, I thought when I was done with school, I was done with reading. I mean, I never had to pick up a book again. So to a very large extent, that inspired me to pick up more books and to start diving into a lot more topics out there. Uh, but the one thing that I did come across, and that's the topic of today, is an, a specific audio blog by Mark Manson where he addresses relationships. Now, we've mm. touched on relationships a lot in our past couple of episodes. But is I feel this going to be our first sexy episode? This is going to be our first sexy episode. Yes, oh, uh, absolutely. Okay. This is, <laughs> this is going to be the first episode where we purely 100% just focus on relationships, right? So... I think it's such a such an important topic to address because once I came across this specific blog post of his, uh, it just it blew my mind with uh, the way that he conceptualized the whole idea of why some relationships work out and why others just absolutely don't, <laughs> no matter what you do. So in summary, it's compatibility and chemistry in relationships. And that's the topic of today is basically the two main ingredients that we all always at some point in life heard about it but we never really thought about it and what a big role that plays within a relationship leon yeah absolutely I've, this is actually so i know mark manson really well as you just stated but i never knew about this um audio blog of his and you introduced me to it and i read through it i mean i'm not one for relationship advice i think you know i'm probably <laughs> gonna lean off of you yeah a little bit i'm a, I'm a married guy but uh, you know, I haven't been in like tons of relationships, but when I read this, I just felt like this is the relationship gospel. Like this is something Absolutely. every single person on earth needs to hear or oh, listen yeah. to or read or whatever. And 
it, for the first time, it kind of made sense. I remember when I was in high school, you know, the like the breakups, they were so bad. And, you know, you would sit on your bed and listen to Avril Lavigne music and, <laughs> uh, you know, in a fetal position, uh, you know, because you just lost your, your, your girlfriend, you know, oh, of like two and a half days <laughs> and you couldn't figure out why. And then when I read this article or, uh, yeah, well, I, I read through it because I, I prefer to read. It sticks in my mind a bit longer, but um, I just like, geez, this gave me the answer to every single failed uh, relationship I've ever had in my life. And it's really got to do with those two things. Maybe there's more. I mean, if you if you can get like a relationship guru on the line, I don't know, you know, you get those really, uh, you know, sexy guys that can make anything work and sparks fly and whatever. Maybe they can think of some more things. But if you really had to put it into two little practical, practical concepts. Yeah that makes sense, that's something that I can work on and I can work with, it's compatibility and chemistry. And I must say, when I when I first saw the word chemistry in the relationship um, realm, <laughs> it was it was in a movie, I think, and I mm-hmm. didn't understand what the hell they were talking about. I mean, yeah, because it's it's this it's this abstract concept, right? You can't really put a finger on what exactly they mean by chemistry. It's a feeling, right? Yeah, it's it's. I guess with with chemistry, they probably refer to the chemi- chemical balance in your brain and endorphins and dopamine <laughs> yeah. that goes with love and those kind of things. But again, this just is, is testament to my absolute uh, non-expert view on, on relationships. Mm-hmm. But this is something I can be an absolute expert on. I completely understand what they mean by compatibility and chemistry. So yeah, I mean, I, I read this article again today, um, just to kind of refresh it for myself for this, um, uh, you know, this episode of the podcast. And I think we're going to pretty much, you know, harness a lot of this um, article and put our own little spin on it, maybe give some real life advice of our own based on this. And I think, yeah, we should um, link this into the show notes afterwards. If you want to go look at the real McCoy or the original story, um, it will be in the show notes for you to go and read. And then also, yeah, you know, feel free to go and pick up a couple of Mark Manson's books. Um, he's done extremely well for himself. He's quite a satirical kind of writer. Um, just obviously, if you if you don't mind a couple of swear words in there, then um, exactly. um, it might not be for you. But yeah, where do we start with this topic, Mane? Really, I mean, I'm, I, th- I think you're a little bit more of a Romeo than I am. I think my idea of treating the wife as, um, you know, sushi. I don't know. How's that? Is that good? Is Is that... Is that chemistry? (laughs) Where do we start you? Leon, so this had such a major impact on my life uh, and providing me with so much clarity, as I mentioned earlier, because uh, I've gone through so many relationships that have um, just absolutely, completely failed. And I used to come to a point in my life where even years afterwards, you ask yourself the question, but what went wrong? What exactly went wrong in that relationship? I mean, she was perfect. Uh, everything seemed perfect on the surface, but you just, you weren't feeling it. So I think the first thing, the first point that we have to start off with is uh, looking at those two words, compatibility and chemistry. Now, Mark Manson refers to this in his audio article uh, or in his um, blog post as compatibility. Compatibility, what exactly does that mean? So he refers to this as 
a natural alignment of lifestyle choices and values, right? So compatibility is something that I've never taken into consideration when it comes to relationships. Chemistry, absolutely, yes. I mean, either you feel that you're wanted or you feel that there's something, there's a spark between you and the other person. But compatibility plays such a very big role, right? So I think let's start from compatibility, work our way up to chemistry and see how those two tie in into relationships and sort of what impact they have on those relationships. So in compatibility, first and foremost, I have found that in a lot of the relationships that I've entered into, um, either willingly or unwillingly, (laughs) um, there's always been this thing that I just couldn't put my finger on. And it's the fact that there might be a spark between the two people uh, or between me and the other person. And for some odd reason, we keep trying, we keep trying, but we just can't find our feet in that relationship. We keep fighting. Uh, there's a, just a very strange atmosphere around that entire relationship and you can't exactly put your finger on it. And when I heard this audio article, the first thing I thought of was that I wasn't compatible with that person uh, or she wasn't compatible with me. And what I mean by that is, take for instance, you're, if you have left school or you're in the workforce, you've been in the workforce for a couple of years already, uh, and now you're dating someone that is still in school. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But in some cases, those type of relationships become the hardest ones to manage because there's so many different factors that come into play with regards to that in terms of her interest versus your interest, right? I mean, if, if she comes home and she talks about, you know, what a crappy day she had at school because the teacher was upset with her because she didn't do her homework and stuff. I don't know. That was something that I've always been afraid with. I, it's something that, you know, when I was in high school, go, just going straight into high school, grade eight, uh, standard six, I don't know, for the older uh, gentlemen or ladies on the show, uh, I think it's standard six. Uh, the first thing that a guy wants is he wants to start looking at the chicks in the school and look for new relationships because you can basically build a brand new identity, right? And then you find that you can't ever date any of the chicks in your own grade or in that same standard because um, they're always dating older guys. They're always dating the matric guys. And then you tell yourself that one day I'm gonna be in matric and one day I'm gonna be able to date the younger chicks (laughs) in in the lower grades and you get to matric and what happens is those chicks start dating <laughs> the guys that have cars, the guys that have jobs, right? And I always look back at that and I was like, you know, one day I will have a car, one day I will be working and I will come back to my high school and start scavenging for <laughs> scavenging for relationships, right? But then once I got there, I thought about it and I never really came across this until years later. Um, but at that point in time, I already realized that I don't know if that would be such a good idea because... I'm done with school. I don't want to hear about you know the teacher giving you trouble because you didn't do your homework and stuff like that. So that is a form of compatibility in relationships that could lead to much larger problems that you maybe can't even pinpoint at some stage of the relationship. And then you you constantly find yourself asking, but what is wrong? Because I like this person. I might even love this person. But what if we're just not compatible, Leon? I don't know if you've had any similar situations that you've experienced in your life. Absolutely. I think, um, yeah, you know, once you, while you're in that situation, it doesn't really make sense and you can't really point a finger at it. And again, I think, you know, hindsight 2020 that I have right now, having read this article, a lot, a lot of it makes a lot more sense to me. 
Um, if you think about compatibility, I mean, it could be something as simple as um, do you like to go to the beach or do you like to go partying every night? Do you like long sunsets in the, you know, in the bush felt um, somewhere out in nature or do you prefer to stay at home and watch movies? Um, those are small little compatibility things. And I think a lot of people, there's this weird saying opposites attract and there is a lot of truth in opposites attract. But I think when it comes to compatibility, maybe that's not it shouldn't be so diverse that you don't find yourself enjoying anything similar or being yeah. commonly interested in anything that's remotely the same. Um, so, for example, I mean, if we need to go into high school or let's say tertiary examples, there's, there's obviously there's there's a long list. This this podcast is not long enough, but um, so many of the relationships that I guess we've chatted about over the years and so on. This has definitely been the issue is, is the compatibility thing is where we just have so much chemistry. There's the because you know how we guys are, you know, you look at a chick and you're like, OK, she looks good. Um, and that's pretty much what drives you in the beginning. Right. It's just physical appearance. Um, that's it's bad. It's bad. But that's kind of how it is when you're young. And then you start talking to the girl and then hopefully you can have a conversation and then it sounds like everything's going all right and this is going well. And then obviously from there, if there's some sort of chemistry in the beginning, that kind of um, sparks something that then leads to emotions getting involved and things like that. So usually, and I mean, we're still going to get into the chemistry point, but I think the chemistry is the thing that first gets you to actually notice one another and spend time with one another. But then once you spend some prolonged period of time with one another and you start realizing, oh, wow, this this girl likes to eat with her mouth open or, <laughs> you know, small little stupid things um, can start maybe setting you off or putting you off. And it, it's not like it's going to make you break up or whatever, but these things kind of add and they start bugging you. Or maybe she's not close to family and you're a very big family person. Or maybe she doesn't like dogs and you really like dogs. Or maybe one day you want to have kids, but she doesn't even, she hates kids. And you start getting all of these little things revealed. Then you end up finding yourself in a position where you are crazy about this person from like a heart's point of view. But your mind is telling you, but we don't have like anything in common. There's, this is not going to work long term. Um, we're going to have a lot of fights. And then you know what happens. And that's just, this is what happened to me many of the times. And this is where I really, really want to maybe from a little bit of experience that I've had, um, try and just speak to the, to the guys out there or the girls that are going through this. You then try to find a common ground or you try and change that person. I don't know if you've Absolutely. done this before. Absolutely. So especially if it's maybe just three or four major things. So maybe, okay, um, she's not into family. All right, then you start working on that and you introduce it to your family and you go do the most fun, awesome things with family so that she can see that family actually surrounds fun things. And then hopefully that way you can ease her into family stuff. And maybe that might be like remotely successful, but then there might be a second incompatibility like um, she doesn't, um, I don't know, like dogs or pets or whatever. And um, you start maybe taking her to the SPCA and have a look at like the dogs that are stray and whatever. And you start doing everything in your power to change this person. The one thing that I've realized is you, you, you could be reasonably successful in changing someone to some extent. 
but you start then losing i don't know it's weird like you start losing interest in that person and you start losing what you in, what you kind of saw in the beginning you start losing a part of that yeah. so i don't know <laughs> Marley, i really don't want to come from a, a relationship guru point of view here because absolutely no it's you're, you're so uh, right not, but yeah what's your experience with that look so i think both of these points are make or break points in a relationship and that's what really hit me um when i started thinking about it and processing it is because you're absolutely right it you know most relationships spawn from chemistry they spawn from you being attracted to the other person and we'll talk a little bit more about chemistry in a couple of minutes but they usually start spawning from chemistry so chemistry is a very very simple well not simple thing uh to achieve or to to get with someone but that's usually the first starting point to a lot of relationships. And once you got that chemistry, uh, you start committing to the relationship. And that's usually when you start officially dating or you start officially going into the relationship and committing to that person, only to find out later down the line that the compatibility just doesn't align to some extent. Give an example, right? So say for instance, I meet, um, I've run into a random girl and you know, absolutely we hit it off, we start talking, we've got maybe we bumped trolleys in the checkers or something doing grocery shopping, right? And we start chatting and you know, it's, we just hit it off and everything goes absolutely amazing. Uh, fast forward a couple of months, uh, we start spending more time together, we start experiencing a lot of um, your fun things together, start planning uh, date nights and start planning around your our future and everything. And then all of a sudden, maybe a year into the relationship, we touch on the topic of having kids one day. And I find out mm, that she is yeah. not interested in having kids ever. Um, that is I've, something. I've, I've seen mates that is, that's gone through this as well. I've seen mates where, you know, very, very deep into the relationship where it got quite serious. They start talking about kids or even marriage. And Absolutely. then it's like, oh, wow, we should have spoken about this on date night one. <laughs> exactly. And that is exactly the point, Leon. And that's what really hit me about this, this whole concept is because I feel that knowing this before you go into relationships is so much better than only finding it out after a relationship or in the middle of a relationship and asking yourself the question, are we even compatible to that extent, right? Because a year into the relationship, now she said to you that she's not interested in having kids and that's something that is an absolute no-brainer for you. You do want to have kids one day. Then what do you do to that? What do you do with that relationship? I mean, um, do, you, do you power through and stick it out? And like you said, do you try and change her mind about it mm, by yeah. going and you know showing her cute baby photos, inviting her to all the baby showers of all your friends and best mates as they have as they they come in? And do you? I don't know. You just definitely don't take her to any kiddies parties because that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm no parent, Leah, but you could probably comment on that. Maybe it's just my perspective, but uh, yeah. kids parties is probably the worst thing to go to if you want to convince someone to actually have kids or take them to a Chuck E. Cheese or i don't know uh <laughs> no, if, you, yeah, no, if you if you if you if you're going to take them to um, a kid's party that's probably the best um, um contraceptive drug that you could give them <laughs> it's not exactly. it's going to give the opposite effect um but yeah you're quite right i actually know friends um of of mine that's gone through similar stuff i've, I've known people as well that's gone through similar things i'm sure everyone knows someone that's gone through this where 
um, kids come up. I think this is probably one of the big serious ones. So obviously, you know, if if you are listening to this and you're in that situation, you know, <laughs> respect. We understand that you're going yeah. through a tough, a really, really tough thing. Um, and this is something that is so, so, so um, intimate that you will never change that. And that's what I've seen from experience with um, the guys and the girls and the people that know me that know that I'm talking about them right now. Um, it doesn't change. Um, you can't change that from a person. It, if, if you've got a very deep feeling of not wanting kids one day, there's very, very slim chance of you ever changing that in a person because that is that comes from a place of very important and maybe personal reasoning uh, why they've got those opinions and those reasons for what they want and you're not going to change that so it's it's yeah i mean it's it's probably one of the more severe things that could happen but there are lighter compatibilities like i remember um as i mentioned before you might have someone that just um prefers drinking a lot and partying all day Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, you're in that space. I remember when I when I used to date maybe some younger uh, girls, they might still be in varsity and they want to party and they want to enjoy life and whatever. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not judging on it at all. It's just that maybe I was maybe three or four years uh, further along and I was already settling down and maybe getting my first apartment and trying to start doing, let's call it more, I don't know, mature things without obviously trying to be derogatory <laughs> to the guys that are still partying. As I mentioned, there's nothing wrong with it, but that's just an incompatibility that I had. And those are incompatibilities that you then think we could possibly change because they are going to get older. They might get a bad experience, mm. <laughs> you know, where they go partying and something happens to their drink and they never want to go party again. Or maybe they're just going to get older and get grow out of it. So what do you think? Should you stick those compatibilities out? Do you, do you kind of play your cards and see, listen, let me give it three, four years, see if this person ever grows out of this, um, if, you know, this love for partying and being outdoors and drinking and stuff like that? Or do you call it quits? And I don't know. Off, off to the races. Leon, in, in my honest personal opinion, um, I've, I've been through relationships where, and it can go both ways, right? So the first thing that can happen is you can stick it out and hope that they change. You can hope that they adapt and they grow into your uh, sort of lifestyle um, choices and everything as yeah. well. And usually... Happen which can happen, which can happen, but it can happen either organically, naturally, or it can happen by them forcing themselves into it or feeling that this they're sort of trying to adapt to you and they can build this false sense of lifestyle choice pro, you know, and, no. uh, according to what they wanted, only to discover that at some point in time, they actually still want to party. They just mm. feel that you are stripping them from that... Um, from that experience entirely and you're mm. holding them back. So I've been on both sides of the coin here. I've yeah. been, and, and, and usually that's what happens in relationships, right? Is you instantly start liking things that the that you never found yourself liking before just because the other person liked doing that kind yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And you sort of tell yourself and you brainwash yourself that, yeah, I could watch Star Wars. <laughs> I can get love. into comic books. I can get into, I don't know, pop music and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, you keep telling yourself these things. And then just to find that that's just not who you are. 
and maybe you can lie to yourself and all that. So I would say maybe you can stick it out, but in my personal opinion, the second way that it can go is by looking and asking yourself very early in the relationship, are we already compatible or not? If you're if you're compatible from day one, I've found you have a lot more success in those in those type of relationships because it's not something that you should feel you should get the other person to grow into. It's not something yeah. that you need to grow into. It's something no that you ju- that just aligns anyone. exactly because I feel yeah. that in relationships you need to have two very very strong individuals knowing mm. who they are individually before they can know who they are in your. Know, very close relationship with the other person. There are a lot of things that you know, we're not talking about in the sense of compatibility, Leon. You and your wife, right? Your mm. wife is a training fanatic, right? Well, not mm. always has been, but she's always been athletic, right? And now yeah. she's training like crazy and you guys are still happy, <laughs> even though <laughs> it's not something that you do. So we're not talking about that sort of compatibility. I mean, you can have a difference in opinions and um, me and my girlfriend is the same. She struggles to exercise. I'm very disciplined when it comes to my exercise. Well, most days for the last two weeks, probably not as much, uh, but she really struggles to get into that. And we're not, I'm not saying I'm gonna go dump her now because she doesn't like to you know, uh, gym every morning at five o'clock or six o'clock uh, for at least an hour a day or go running with me or go cycling with me and stuff. We're not talking about that sort of incompatibility, right? We're talking about the fact that in life in general, in her lifestyle choices, her responsibilities, her values, her principles, they sort of align with what I have in mind uh, going forward in my life as well. And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I, com- I really agree with that. That that really makes a lot of sense. I think rule of thumb for me, and again, coming from a place of just experience that I've had and not necessarily fact, um, you shouldn't try, I think first price should not be to try and change the other person. Um, I think two things happens. Um, you create um, a self-worth problem within the other person. That's the one big massive issue that's maybe very long-term problem that you could mm-hmm. cause. And secondly, you start owing that person um, because they've now given like a part of themselves to satisfy you and you're going to walk around with this debt that you need to repay in some other way. Uh, to make up for them making that drastic change just to fit in with what you deem, um, you know, compatible or or compatible to be um, considered worthy of your presence. Mm -hmm. So um, the the idealistic answer would be um, cut it short. Um, What is that saying? If you need to fail, fail fast or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The lean startup, Um, isn't it? Lean startup. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Fail. If you need to fail, fail fast. Yeah. We'll get to that in future. But um, yeah. And uh, there's another one, a very, very good one. I hate this one, but it's uh, there's many fish in the sea. You know, so there Mm -hmm. are really like tons of relationships just lined up around the corner. And I completely, completely understand how difficult it actually is to be in the dating mm. world and whatever and try and get a new girlfriend or boyfriend or, or partner. But, um, you know, you shouldn't, um, I would rather say stick without any sort of partner than being in a toxic relationship where one is trying to change the other and you're constantly fighting and you and you, and you start getting psychologically affected by the person's comments or that he's or she is no longer 
you know, valuing you as the same kind of person because you can't give up this habit or this thing in your life that you are incompatible on and you've got different views on. So that it, it's not going to serve you quite well in the long run, especially if it's something that's not going to resolve itself. So we're talking about compatibility issues that are probably ir unresolvable, um, like the kids thing and so on. Yeah, we need to talk about the next uh, more chemistry related thing, which is probably a lot harder to fix uh, than the uh, more tangible, um, you know, thing of compatibility. And that's the chemistry. That's that's where there's a chemical release of certain endorphins and dopamine and whatever in your bloodstream, something that you've got zero control over. You've got, um, you know, you can't put a stop on it. It's not like there's a little button at the back of your head that says stop endorphin intake now uh, when you meet someone so that you can purely focus on fact and compatibility and things that are more tangible and, and, and explicit. So when it, <laughs> when it comes to um, chemistry or probably, I don't know, you could even call it a drug. Um, this is something that if you, if you are in a situation where you are lucky enough to be compatible, plus there's a lot of chemistry, wow, I think uh, that's what we all thrive for. But what do we mean by chemistry? Maybe we should just start right there. Money, I think you're the best person to summarize this. Yeah, Leon. So, so Mark Manson referred to chemistry as the emotional connection present when you are with each other, right? So it's, it's that feeling that you get when you're with a person and you can't stop talking and you just you the conversation just flows right and i've met um very 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 few people in and not just necessarily relationship wise but let's say friendship wise as well where the conversation just flows you don't have to sit in awkward silences and stuff and vice versa as well i've met a lot of people and been in a lot of sort of relationships where conversation is tough and it's the atmosphere is thick and you want to make it work because you're compatible with that person. Uh, lifestyle choices align, values align, principles align, everything aligns in the compatibility department. But then all of a sudden you go out and you have a pizza or you go out and you have a dinner date or something and you find yourself not being out. able to. <laughs> and the phone comes out, right? And yeah. you're like, so how's work? <laughs> right it's those really tough How's conversations exactly talk about the weather talk about mm. uh, random stuff that happened to your day just to sort of fill in the the awkward silences right so chemistry is something that um and as you 100 uh, as you mentioned it's something that comes naturally it's something that you can't control and uh, it just happens or it doesn't happen right and i've seen this yeah. happening so many times in my life where i meet the so-called perfect person and I'm like, wow, this chick is amazing. She's perfect. Everything, this is going to be a dope relationship. I go into it and I'm like, but something is missing. Compatibility mm, wise, yeah. it's there. Everything like we're the same age. We can, um, you know, we share the same interests. We listen to the same music. We go to the same rock shows. Uh, we both like partying on weekends, going out with friends. We both like adventurous stuff and everything. And you find yourself that... There's, there's a lack in the chemistry department, mm. right? So chemistry is something that's um, 100%. It's something that is felt immediately by both parties and equally as well. But it usually would. It usually would. So that's mm. the other interesting thing about chemistry. If you've got a ton of chemistry, so, it, so chemistry is something reciprocal. It's something that both of you would feel. 
it's very, very seldom. Maybe I'm, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's very seldom where you've got this amazing connection with this person. And when you, I don't know, when you come in for a kiss or whatever, that person just doesn't feel you. Chemistry is something like you would know that it's there. Uh, it's, it's something that's going to be there from the eye movement, the body language. You know, there's so much other things going on with this chemistry that you should be able to identify it quite well quickly. i mean except for high school relationships where the popular kids date the popular yes. kids just because they need to be dating the popular kids or something and you like feel that. like that you've got hello <laughs> chemistry just because the girl is hot <laughs> exactly yeah yeah because we used to as as young guys we always used to mistake chemistry for your hotness like if the chick is hot then hells yeah there's chemistry there because i'm yeah. attracted to her no, but that's not, not necessarily the same, thing. the same thing you're right yeah no absolutely no i feel like chemistry like I mentioned before, I like to call it the drug. It's something that, again, I feel is uncontrollable. It's not something that you can work on. It's something that's either going to be there or it's not going to be there. And the other thing about chemistry that's quite important is you should probably know within the first day or two of dating a brand new person, whether there's chemistry or not, it's probably going to be the first most um, obvious attraction point is going to be chemistry it's it's going to start with physical attraction it's going to start with all of that stuff and the you know the bugs or whatever what do they call it the stuff in your stomach the butterflies butterflies, butterflies. the butterfly bit, yeah. <laughs> i'm out of the game okay i'm out of the game a little bit uh the butterflies in the stomach and the tinglies in your hands and whatever you know you, you guys and girls know what i mean um i don't need to go into the graphic details <laughs> it's not that type of show but um, so chemistry absolutely is um, something that I feel is as much as it's not something that you can control. It's something that's going to come by itself and it's probably then going to come from both sides. And it's something that you need to be on the lookout for uh, very, as Leon mentioned, I think in, in the early stages of meeting up with that person and, mm -hmm. and having conversations with that person and, and constantly checking in with yourself and asking yourself, is there something there? But I feel mm -hmm. that if you have to ask the question, uh, usually you know the answer then, right? Because if you I, yeah. if you have to ask the question, then obviously there's there's nothing there, right? Oof, yeah, uh, in I some remember cases. that. <laughs> I remember that so well. I remember like, I mean, a good example of chemistry, again, I'm now talking about um, like very, very early relationships. We'll now go into, we'll soon talk about how chemistry obviously evolves in longer term relationships. But in early relationships and you'll be walking and you don't know whether you should touch the hand and when you touch the hand the hand pulls away and then you know you lost that yeah. moment and then the chemistry never really comes back it's 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 weird chemistry is some makes you feel silly it makes you do stupid things so so chemistry is basically summarized as um you know that again you're being away from a person and you can't you can't stop thinking about that person and yeah. it's something that you can't fake it's something that you can't make up it just it has to happen or it's it just doesn't happen. If, yeah. if it doesn't happen, then uh, even if you have compatibility, um, I can almost guarantee you, <laughs> mm. I can almost 100% guarantee you, you can have no, the best compatibility in the world with that other person. But if the chemistry isn't there, absolutely, we know, of course, that relationship won't work out. But you got to think about it the other way around as well. You can have the best chemistry and not have compatibility and that's where a lot of toxic toxic relationships Oof, spawn yeah, from right that doesn't work at all that's uh, so I've, I've actually been in those as well um where there's so much chemistry <laughs> you can cut it with a knife 
um, but there's absolutely zero compatibility. So there's like amazing moments of, um, you know, I don't know, let's call it nights out and partying and just enjoying each other and talking endlessly and, and, and all that and being in love and being mad and crazy about each other. And then the very next morning, um, I'll find or she might find, I don't know, your socks are not in the um, drawer or whatever. And like this major atomic bomb just goes off and you're like, holy crap, is that such a big deal? And then she's like, yeah, it's a bloody big deal to me. And then you're like, okay, cool, let's get over it. But then maybe you go and you make breakfast and she doesn't like the fact that you are spreading the butter from the left to the right instead of the right to the left. And there's the second thing. And this is just <laughs> stupid examples, but this can really, really start ranking up super quick. And before you see, <laughs> before you find yourself, if you spend too much time, and I wanted to mention something earlier, um, chemistry is that thing that you have when there's nothing else to do. You know, if you're yeah. at a party, you don't need these like drivers, these crutches. Stuff will work and it will be fun and you'll enjoy yourself. If you are bungee jumping, the event will take over. The emotions will take over. If you're going to a movie, the movie is going to keep you occupied. If you're stuck in a car or a bus or a lift or on a couch with that person, that's where chemistry needs to work its hardest. That's where you need to feel like I want to hold this person and cuddle or I want to uh, talk to you and find out about your life and your day and whatever's going on, uh, why you feel upset, what, 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 and try and support you. So that's where chemistry kind of also plays a massive, massive role. Yeah, I think that um, chemistry, you're, you're absolutely right. In those specific moments where there are silences, um, mm. you know, when you have chemistry, they don't become awkward silences ever. You don't yes. ever have awkward silences. It's those no. moments that you spend with the person where you can both be in the same room, sitting on the couch in absolute darkness, uh, power's out, uh, you know, nothing's on, no music, nothing's happening, and you can just enjoy each other's company without yeah. saying a single word. And that sort of, you know, that's what chemistry you know, spawns into at a later stage longer in, in those type of relationships as yeah, well. Yeah, you're right. quite right. Um, so th yeah, that's what I mentioned. And long, more long-term down the line, if you look at chemistry, Absolutely. if you revisit chemistry, like for example, where I am in my, uh, <laughs> my career, Oof, I hope my wife <laughs> is your marriage a this. career now? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's work. <laughs> it's the hardest job in the world. Um, it is that too, but it's it's also a lot of fun and I, and I, I kind of enjoy it. But um, yeah, where we are now with two kids, very busy lifestyles, uh, very busy careers and so on, very demanding lifestyle, you, you don't really find that much time for each other anymore. And I mean, that's part of life. That's just, I mean, we both accept it. We're grownups. We understand how life works. But it's still a point of at the moment we get time for each other, we just start blah, 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 like chattering off and you sit and you enjoy each other's company and we have a drink together or we talk about each other's life and just quickly catch up what's going on in each other's life. That's kind of what chemistry becomes. It's not as sexy as it is in the beginning. Really, it's not. <laughs> uh, it does die down in that respect. But it's still that unconditional, unwavering, um, unnecessarily something that you need to mention that go, that doesn't go away it's always there and like you mentioned something earlier about when that person leaves you immediately worry about them and you think about them and stuff like that that's also that's part of chemistry it's obviously part of love and all that kind of stuff as well but it's still mm. chemistry it's chemicals in your brain 
that worries about that person, etc. For example, today my wife was off uh, to the uh, the gym to go get her exercising in, and during that time that she was at the gym, there was a massive shootout, uh, cash and transit heist at one of the um, banks close to where she gyms, and the immediate fright and shock and horror of what that could mean because cash and transit heists if you don't know about it from south africa side is it's a very very violent vicious crime where there's a lot of gunfire and and, and explosions and everything to try and get into a armored vehicle full of cash basically supplying the banks with with money and that happened close to and immediately i was like what the hell do I do now? I'm at my house and she's over there and it's close to her. And that is all part of um, the chemistry that kind of ties you together, even if you're not with each other. Yeah, thinking constantly, not being able to stop thinking about that person and thinking uh, even even in a, in a scenario where you experience something beautiful or you experience something awful in your day uh, or you see something bad happen to someone else and you keep thinking to yourself, wow, uh, what would my other half think of this? Uh, or mm, what would this person yeah. think of this? You, you constantly can't find you or can't get yourself to stop thinking about them as well. All right, Leon, I think let's uh, move into the real life tip for today. Mm. Uh, I think it's been a really, really interesting chat. I think this has been this has been one of my best topics one of the best things that uh, that has just absolutely changed my perspective on on relationships entirely yes absolutely i think it's, it's i think the only word that i can use for this is like really profound and i just wish i knew this um early on it would have been yeah. so much easier because i'm a i'm a I don't know. I'm an analytical person. I, you, you put things in perspective yeah. or in table form or in a diagram for me and suddenly the whole world makes sense to me. If you told me when I was 17 that your romantic relationships success are going to depend on two things and that's compatibility, compatibility and chemistry. And you just gave me the quick explanations like we did now on what that actually means. Oh, wow. I think I would have been married when I was 18. Absolutely. I think it would have changed my entire life the earlier I found it. And it's funny because this article came out in 2010. <laughs> that was 10 years ago, Leon. And I yeah. only recently... Well, not, but I it, could have, recently. It, it could have come out in the 1900s, man. It, it's it could so have. relevant. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is something that we just... I really wanted to just share with you all. So getting into the real life tip of today... Uh, is ask yourself, what do you want? What is it that you want in a relationship, right? Um, in the relationship that maybe you're in at the moment, maybe you've just entered into a relationship, maybe you've got your eye on someone, um, maybe you're planning on building a relationship with them, or maybe just something for you to be aware of going into future relationships, right? Is first and foremost, ask yourself, what is it that I actually want, right? In my compatibility quadrant, right? Or in the compatibility half, what exactly, what compatibility wise, what lifestyle choices, what values, what principles um, am I looking for in a person? And they need to match that. I'm not saying... Yeah, there was this one, I can't even remember where this was. It was maybe some reality show that um, I quickly glanced over when I was uh, in the shops or something and uh, was playing in the background. But this one girl said that if um, a guy drinks from a straw, she will dump him right there. You know, you can't drink from a straw. So I'm not talking about those type of, you know, absurd 
your compatibility issues. I'm talking about real life things. Some of the things that I were that I was looking for in relationships a couple of years ago, I, I distinctly remember telling myself this: that I'm looking for a girl that understands what it means to work for your money and not inherit a ton of money from parents or whatever. To understand what what the work life means, what a career means, what a job means, and what the difference is between those two. But also someone that is mature enough that understands what the grown up world is like the fact that you need to clean up after yourself the fact that you need to Mm. uh, be able to provide for yourself and that some months you won't be able to afford the best and the greatest things and i'm not always going to buy that for you right so there was a couple of things like that that um, i sort of had a basic guideline on and yes i was quite flexible in uh, some of the cases there but most mostly i was uh I, I use that as my blueprint or sort of north star towards what it is that i'm looking for in the compatibility half and the other half in chemistry go and ask yourself you know, <laughs> well actually don't even ask yourself i think it's just something that will come just just be cognizant of be aware of it mm-hmm. right if if you're in a relationship at the moment ask yourself do you even have chemistry right um chemistry is something that's again if you have to ask yourself that then most probably yeah yeah, it's a problem it's a red flag right uh but compatibility is absolutely something that you have to ask yourself right maybe have those discussions um with the person that you're in a relationship with sooner rather than later because you don't want to get into a three-year five-year six-year relationship trust me i've been there and then you figure out that oh wait you guys want different things in life or you have different values or different principles or whatever and that's going to be very very tough uh, to break it off then and then to recover we, we did an episode sort of on how much time it takes to to get out of that heartbreak and to you know sort of find self-acceptance if you do want to go and have a look uh, or listen to uh, the episode on self-acceptance or the power of self-acceptance go and have a listen to episode nine that we did. Um, absolutely interesting stuff there. Anyways, those are the tips that I want to leave you with. Leon, do you have any tips or real life tricks or anything that you want to share with the audience today? No, nothing. I, I told you I'm not an expert on this. No, um, <laughs> I've got one thing um, to leave you with. So if you've got a situation or a relationship where you are finding yourself in constant arguments and fighting and you're fighting over petty stuff and she's throwing you with stuff and the keys and the dog and everything and she's kicking Mm. you or whatever don't call it passion (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's not passion (laughs) that is that is usually where there's a hell of a lot of incompatibility but still a lot of chemistry and those unfortunately are also not really long-term sustainable relationships again we're not saying that there's ad hoc reasons for that that might work um i'm again not a not a relationship guru by any stretch of the imagination but the data shows that if you've got chemistry only which means there is going to be that fiery part to the bedroom for example but when it comes to basic things like who's going to wash the dishes and you can't decide on that and that results in um you know your neighbor's calling the police because there's a domestic dispute next door mm-hmm. then that is probably a, a a time to to call it quits and say listen we're not compatible it was really amazing everything else but that's not going to work um that's my tip that's something that i've personally seen happen in other relationships and friends of mine and yeah the best thing they ever did was to call it quits on a good level just try and uh, keep it civil <laughs> let's not bring mm-hmm. guns and weapons into the equation and call it quits 
Absolutely. I think um, we've, we have to understand that there's, we've got a finite amount of time on this earth, right? And uh, I've, I've scraped the surface on this in one of our other episodes as well, um, is that you don't want to be wasting time on things that are unnecessary, that are not going to contribute towards the greater good as well. So I think ask yourself as well, what are your goals in life? What do you want to accomplish? Um, does that person fit into that sort of vision of yours to do that align with it and, and and just one last thing as well on chemistry it, it doesn't mean that you both have to like the same things and do the same things i mean we've seen it over and over again where introverts are attracted and have massive chemistry with extroverts as well so you don't have to be the exact same person to have that chemistry uh, you could your opposites attract sometimes as well absolutely uh, it's something that they, I don't think there's an exact science on what creates chemistry it's just making sure that at least you feel that spark and uh, you have that but uh, in, in some cases Leon you're right in long-term relationship and marriages those things do fade from time to time but they do come back in so I won't say go, go call it quits if you don't fit into the chemistry department, you know, as good as it used to be, because I've seen relationships like that uh, in my personal life as well. We call them butterfly chases, where they keep going after that butterfly feeling that you were talking about, right? And they're like, yeah, but we don't have the spark anymore or whatever, right? But compatibility is there and all that. So don't be that person. Uh, I mean, really, yeah, really agreed. go and sit and analyze it. Um, I'm not saying go and dump your girlfriend, go and dump your boyfriend would, if you don't have chemistry or anything. But I would almost go as far as to say that um, chemistry on first initial contact is not something that you will grow into or train into. So if there's going to be yes. chemistry, there's going to be chemistry. Um, it's not something you can force. But if you are in a long relationship and the chemistry starts dying off, absolutely, that is something that can be recovered. Um, because it was there to begin with. So there was at one point some reason for chemistry and you can always get that back. So if it's not there from the start, that's a problem. But I think, yeah, if you're in a longer relationship and you just kind of get used to each other and whatever, yeah, absolutely. I think you can refire that, that candle. Exactly. Guys, girls, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining this episode. A quick couple of closing comments from my side. We will link this uh, blog post of Mark Manson in the show notes. So please go and have a look at it. Just a quick disclaimer. <laughs> there is some explicit content in there. Um, some swear words, some, uh, yeah, some things that might be offensive profanity. or that some people might find offensive. Profanity, absolutely. So just be aware of that. Um, if you're okay with all of that, keep an open mind. please, yes. Keep an open if, you, if you're okay with all of that, please go ahead, go check out the audio blog or the audio blog um, or go and have a look at the blog post. That is it from my side, Mono. I'm Leon. We'll catch you on episode 12 when we're going to discuss. Yeah, so next week we're going to actually touch on management versus leadership. I think it's a topic that maybe a lot of you are going to be interested in and a lot, uh, I think every one of you will be encountering at some point in your life, whether you're on the giving or receiving end, whether you are going to be a leader or a manager or whether you are working for a leader or a manager, that episode will resonate with both of you. And yeah, it's going to be insightful. It's going to be amazing. And we can't wait to get you into that episode. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining this episode. We really hope that it inspires and motivates you. 
By the way, we're giving away a free five-step personal budget template that will help you take control of your financial goals. So just head over to rltstudios.com, sign up for our newsletter, and we will get that right over to you. So head over to rltstudios.com, and we will see you in the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.